Witness to shitness. It's your boy, Dagestan Lee, Stevie Thunder, Billy Double D Williams. Welcome to literally the best podcast produced in Vancouver. If anybody anybody out there disagrees with that or doesn't like it, fucking step up or ship out. If I said that right, fuck, that actually sounded way cooler in my head. Is that what I meant to say? Step up or ship out? Shape up or shape out? Shape up or ship out? Oh, Christ, I'm fucking brutal at podcasts. There we go. That's that put to bed. I thought I could just start fucking blethering that I'm, I'm the best and then dare anybody to find me, but evidently not. Uh, I hope everybody had a good national slut stress up as Bunny's Day. Um, hope you all got good and fat off the back of it, had a bunch of fucking chocolate eggs, maybe a little half Easter egg filled with cheesecake. Seen them getting very fucking popular this year. That looks fucking great. Two dickhead friends of mine that would never give the pleasure of fucking naming on this podcast emptied out a bunch of fucking regular cream eggs one time till they had all of the filling for uh, like a full Easter egg full of cream egg. Like So anyway, wonder how they're both getting on. Hope you're both dead. So the plan is tonight that there is no plan. Um, I've just been under serious pressure this week to get shit done. I just haven't got anything super fucking pressing that I need to do with the podcast. Uh, maybe those fights this month are going to be like next week or the week after and it's just going to come completely at me out of the blue. But we'll see. Um, have there been any good fights recently? I don't know. There was a whole bunch of shit happened last night. Fucking DJ got knocked out with an, with an, uh, with an illegal legal knee that he, his coach advocated for the change for in one. Eddie Alvarez, <laughs> Eddie Alvarez was robbed. His opponent was not even wearing a mask. It was crazy. The worst fucking debut one could have had in America. Sell the whole fucking company now. Retrain them all. Teach them all how to fucking code. No, no good. Get one fucking out of here. So I thought we'd start with some good news. And I've got a story to look at here. And I don't really remember what this is about. Uh, COVID-19 in Vancouver. Police find apartment party with about 20 people during wellness check. Oh my goodness. Right. So yeah, yeah. I remember what happened in this here right now. So it's just like a fucking legendary little touch in this story that I'm just like, oh, fucking 10 out of 10 effort mate so um blah 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 as so as covid case numbers continue to surge to record levels in british columbia and across canada bc health officials have repeatedly asked everyone to avoid indoor gatherings which have been driving transmissions however police discovered one such social gathering taking place during a wellness check in downtown vancouver the Vancouver Police Department stated today that it received a call from the public on the evening of April 2nd to ask for a check on the well-being of an 18-year-old woman in a downtown apartment building. The caller reported that the woman had been drugged. Officers arrived at the apartment to find about 20 people inside the suite attending what appeared to be a party. When police went inside the apartment to find the woman, one guest began yelling profanities and allegedly attempted to punch the officers. Officers arrested this individual for assaulting a, a it says peace officer, but like police officer surely would have done there and was taken into custody. 
Officers located the woman unharmed and issued tickets, uh, including a $2,300 fine to the host. So <clears throat> if you called, if you fucking snitched on that party, fair fucking play to you. That is fucking genius. Tell the Vancouver police that a white woman has been drugged downtown in the West End. And Jesus Christ, they must have been hammering on the door fucking seconds later. <laughs> Imagine me trying to get that service down here in fucking Marpole. That would be fucking nuts. Oh, absolutely fucking fantastic. So glad to see them fucking wallopers get fucking done like that. Covid's absolutely fucking no joke. Did I actually get around to even talking about what the plan was? Because I was saying the plan was there is no plan. I've got nothing planned this week, really. I thought we'd just do like we did for um, like a th- like we did for Worldwide Wallopers and like we did for Adam Slandler. A couple of the best episodes so far. Uh, I think we'll just do an extended Walloper watch. I've got about fucking eleven entries, so like, would we even have time to get to anything else anyway? Who the fuck knows? Oh, and actually, one little thing on top of that, I was gonna read to you guys the the preface or the preamble that comes before H.P. Lovecraft, the Dunwich Horror, because I was just about to read it the other day. But I think it was high and I was like, reading stone, that's a fucking, that's hard, hard work. I put that off, but I, I had read, I read the, the preface and it's fucking super old school, gothic, scurry. Um, so we'll read that out to you and then these can sort of, if anybody wants to feedback to me on that, whether or not they'd like me to read out like a whole HP Lovecraft story for the episode one week. Um, which, you know, I would dig, like, I think that'll be a cool thing for me to try and work out how to do in the best way possible and uh, make that cool. Because it's full of big complicated words that I don't want to be reading out, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll do that a little bit later on. Listen, listen, listen. There was a Vancouver... Oh, they're not a Vancouver. Bleh, fucking hell. Brain fart, tongue fart, fucking mouth fucking blurt. Check it out. There is an orca that lives off the coast of Vancouver Island called Chainsaw. Give me a fucking break <laughs> called an orca chainsaw. I mean, I'm not saying that I have any ideas of what an orca should be called. I'm just asking, how the fuck did this one get the name chainsaw? Is there a fucking unwritten horror movie in here that we need to fucking extract? That's the fucking question. Oh, fucking hell. So, um, never mind chainsaw. Uh, Mentioned on here a couple of weeks back that I have this friend called Paul who's fucking sick in the head and I have absolutely... No idea at any stage what he's going to send me next and or how fucking traumatized I'm going to be after it. Probably very is usually the default. Um, so problem is then he fucking gets on to me. He's fucking, then he's fucking lipping in my WhatsApp inbox and, uh, he's like, listen, you fucking put me on the horror podcast. Limetown was the first one. You sent it to me. I've got the receipts, homie. So there you go. Turns out I'm the fucking sicko. So plot twist. Here on Punkadelic, Punkadelic plot twist, and I don't know what the fuck to do now. It's like, turns out I'm the sick mind. I don't even like horror. Like, what the fuck happened to me in the last couple of years? Okay, so fair enough as well. I am prepared to admit that last week might not have been my best effort. Uh, everybody was gun fu fighting, where I tried to uh, do an episode about the history and the, the key works of gun fu cinema, and then talk about um, my favourite, well, what I was describing last week as the most punkadelic gun fu movie of all time, which is Shoot 'em Up. Um, so, uh, I'm not really sure. I can't honestly recall right now what, if anything, went wrong with the recording of that or if there were external factors impacting my good time that night or anything. But, um, 
I'm just trying to respect the rule of nine with this podcast. And if you don't know what the rule of nine is, it's sort of a thing in like uh, writing, and I think in particularly in particular um, the comedy writing, where you just come up with ten ideas around the same subject on the spot or like within a given time limit, and you know you try with them, but you don't try so hard because you have to respect the rule of nine. The rule of nine being that probably about nine of them are going to be shit. But you might get something to work with. So, you know, I think like as far as this podcast has been going, otherwise it's been pretty good crack. So I won't shit myself over that. They're, they're not all going to be winners. Like the one where I just commentate three UFC fights. Actually, let's go and see. Does that have any lessons? Because what sort of a fucking balloon would fucking throw their life away for an hour at a time to do that? Like, okay. But actually, just before we go and get into the episode breakdown, sincere thanks to everyone that has been listening to this podcast. It currently has... 362 players, which is bananas to me. You're shaming me, like it's not good enough to have that many views, but whatever, we'll keep at it. The fucking, we, we move onwards, um, and even I can see that the estimated audience and listen, unique listeners, um, are seem to be going up here as well. So that's super cool. I, I, I love making this shit. Um, I've been talking a big, big talk for a long, long time about how I'm going to be something in terms of radio and or podcasting. This is this has been a pretty sweet step so far. Uh, okay, Ultimate Fathead Commentary has two plays. Fuck, no, I just love to know how much of it they, those cons listen to. Terrible, terrible commentary. <laughs> like, I mean, sound commentary probably, but like more, it was like somebody commentating mixed martial arts for the radio. <laughs> it was just, I like, I was, I was, yeah. Well, full disclosure and fair dues to me. I was on a thousand milligrams of THC at the time, so I should be given a certain amount of leeway. I was just like super locked into it, just given straight play by play, no color whatsoever. I do think that if I ever had to have a crack at it again, and I had like an A4 page full of a little bit of color to throw out every now and then, or if I also had like because they're obviously all going to be old fights, if I had the stats to work with as color that might work as well so don't be surprised if you do see more don't be so surprised if you do see a little bit more ufc commentary from me and i should have already uh, but i haven't because um i've been procrastinating on stuff that i'm supposed to like adulting that i have to do it's like well if i'm not going to do the stuff that i absolutely have to do to fucking stay in canada then i'm hardly going to fucking dick around with my podcast but I'm definitely going to do a bonus episode about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Bet your bottom fucking dollar on it. Seen it three times, including once in black and white, and I've watched part one again separately by itself. So, um, and Man of Steel again, just for context. Oh, yeah, so I've just been, I've been doing a bit of Snyder in the last while, and I watched Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, whatever his one's fucking called, uh, before Justice League came out. But what I watched there a couple of nights ago with the sound off while listening to Legion of Skanks, and I cannot recommend that enough to you. If there's an action movie that you love, stick it on with the sound off, fuck it, and have a podcast on over it. Like, I mean, look, you're going to want to be fucking high for this, okay? (laughs) Don't fucking bring a knife to a gunfight, you fucking wop, okay? But the point being here that 300 is a fucking wild movie, especially with the sound off. Absolutely loved it, but like, The whole movie is just bananas. Absolutely wall-to-wall craziness. How the fuck did Zack Snyder ever convince anyone to fucking sign off on that? Like, Jared Butler doesn't do an accent. Jared Butler doesn't do an accent. He's supposed to be fucking Greek. Are you kidding me? Fucking fast benders in there. There's a certain lack of subtlety. F-E-L-T's. 
Effie the fucking man of the hour. The little strange dude that tries to join the fucking... Join in with uh, Leonidas' army. And then eventually betrays him going down the fucking goat paths. Yes, I did also bail on 300 before Xerxes showed up. Because as I say, I was stoned and... Uh, I was like, uh, not too sure how much of all that fucking weird, disfigured goat people that I'm going to need to watch here tonight. But, um, like, class, all those, those so gross in places as well. Those, the, whatever the dudes are called that live up on the hill that fucking ride the oracles to get whether or not Leonidas should go to war. A Jimmy McNulty from The Wire is fucking betraying everybody, trying to ride Queen Cersei. And, uh, it's fucking Faramir's running around as well. It's just like, 300's a crazy fucking movie. <laughs> the second one wasn't much cop by the sex scene, but also the sex scene in the first one. I was just like, Lena Hades tits! Tits! I was like, holy fuck! Like, I just completely, completely forgot for so long that Queen Cersei had gotten them out in a movie. It's like, oh, completely forgot that studios used to be able to pay her to do this. Fucking class. Back to a simpler time it was. And then that sex scene is absolutely no joke. That's crazy. Go and watch that again for the crack. And then, uh, obviously as well, like him having to kill the dog and all at the start. Fucking wipeout. 300 fucking mental. Here's your question for you, right? Here's one. What the fuck did I ever do to the free state? I don't understand. Like, every time I look at my fucking numbers for this podcast as well, and I don't mean to harp on about this, but, but like, you know, I look at them, I see, uh, I'm trying to see what's going on, I'm trying to see, you know, I'm trying to fucking work out what the fuck is up. And uh, all I can see every time I go on is that Ireland, my homeland, is just becoming a smaller and smaller percentage of the fucking game here. So currently, UK is where most of my listeners are coming from. So I'm guessing that's most of my homies at home in Northern Ireland. Nothing wrong with it, okay? There's no shame in it. It's just a technicality. Like 13% from Canada, 11% from Germany, which has been pure standard. And I only know one soldier in Germany. As I say, shout out Collie Hart. You're giving me 11% of my listens on my own here. Unless there's someone that I'm forgetting. And if so, I apologise. Or if somebody's using a VPN through Germany, why are you doing that? Let me know. Is it for the porn? Double D's interested. Uh, Australia in at 8%. And then moving down to 4% when they previously were 5 Ireland. And the United States surging up from less than 1% to 1% over the last while as well. I don't even know any Yanks. I don't think. Do I? Dog, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, what the fuck did I ever do to you, Ireland? You know, we're supposed to be boys. We're all stuck on that island together. Yes, I am absolutely aware that this is going to be a very, very, very dramatic change of pace. But we don't really have much else in terms of sauce to get to this week. So I'm going to read to you, I'm going to read to you guys the preface for H.P. Lovecraft's 1928 horror story, The Dunwich Horror. Perhaps that is one of those words that needs to be pronounced Dunwich I simply don't give a fuck. So, write it down, send it off to whoever you want. Just not my fucking direction. The Dunwich Horror, haven't read it yet, okay? We're not listening earlier when I said that I haven't read it yet, but I have read this preface and I liked it, so I'm going to read it to you. But, um, I was looking up there not so long ago what is the best reading order for a beginner of H.P. Lovecraft's work, and the Dunwich Horror is recommended as like the third installment in um the Cthulhu mythos which which Lovecraft is most famous for producing if you're a nerd like me and you're a completist and you want to know the ones before that are the shadow over Innsmouth which is 
a really, really tedious read, but there's no denying that it conjures up a sense of atmosphere, so maybe check that one out if you want. And in The Call of Cthulhu itself, which I'm full-blown recommending as a really good read, and that would absolutely be the first story of Lovecraft that I would read out on here. Now, is that because of the two that I've read, one is absolutely tedious and one is unreal? Maybe there are better options out there? Sure. But it's a really good read. It's a fucking rollicking one. Oh, and if this helps you out as well, feel better about this. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft and Cthulhu is a gigantic influence on Rick and Morty and uh, pretty much most sci-fi and significantly on Game of Thrones as well. George R.R. Martin is famous as having said if there was ever anything in his world, like the world of Westeros that he was building for Game of Thrones that he didn't really have a name for that was significant to the plot or anything that didn't really, really matter you know, in any significant way, he would just borrow a word from H.P. Lovecraft. So that's the sort of stanton this man's carried in. So without any further ado. Gorgons and hydras and chimeras, dire stories of Seleno and the harpies may reproduce themselves in the brain of superstition, but they were there before. They are transcripts, types. The archetypes are in us and eternal. How else should the recital of that which we know in a waking sense to be false come to affect us at all? Is it that we naturally conceive terror from such objects, considered in their capacity of being able to inflict upon us bodily injury? Oh, least of all, these terrors are of older standing. They date beyond body, or without the body, they would have been the same. That the kind of fear here treated is purely spiritual, that it is strong in proportion as it is objectless on earth, that it predominates in the period of our sinless infancy, or difficulties the solution of which might afford some probable insight into our anti-mundane condition and a peep at least into the shadowland of pre-existence. Good fucking God. And that pretty much just, especially the reason I wanted to read that one out is, is that pretty much just sums up cosmic horror in in that is just summed up in that last bit there. Um, I mean, I guess it's such a long sentence there, but... Um, that it predominates in the that it predominates in the period of our sinless infancy or difficulties. That kind of fear here treated is purest pure is purely spiritual. Anyway, look, moving forward, moving on, is it and a peep at least into the shadowland of pre-existence. And that's you know, that's where cosmic horror comes from. It's the worry of looking up into the sky, looking at space, understanding as we do now how vast it is, and then reckoning with the very 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 real possibility both of which are terrifying that either we are alone or we aren't so happy fucking sleeping lads um don't be listening to this one before bed that was fucking peak out uh and the the call of cthulhu yeah i that was i had a good time doing that to be honest so i'm definitely gonna get cracking on a call of cthulhu bonus episode for you so um next bonus episode will be Zack snyder's justice league review and uh, maybe there'll be ufc commentary in there and um yeah, we'll do a HP Lovecraft readout. I think that would be pretty fucking dope. 
<sighs> don't know about anybody else. As always, feel free to let me know what you're thinking about how this is going on at any time. Um, I don't know if I have any crazy good music or podcast recommendations for you at the moment. Uh, let's just have a quick look at Spotify and see if there's anything going on over here. I don't think anything particularly cool has come out recently. While She Sleeps album comes out next week. Uh, so um, entirely possible that I'll be doing a, a full album commentary on that because they are just so, so good and their Evolution album, the album is always been fucking mind-blowing to me so um a very very much a punkadelic band and um, an album that i have ignored my entire adult life and i listened to today i i mean i've known the big single of it and enjoyed that but i just never bothered with the album for whatever reason it's just one of those things you know it's like i just never thought of it it's not like like the way that i'm sort of looking at pink floyd and bowie's music is just like i'm not mature enough to understand that like i'm just gonna leave that till i'm like 35 40 and then dedicate the rest of my life to it you know i'm having such a great time with fucking mastodon who are a fucking sludge metal pink floyd here in the meantime that i'm really not worried about it but anyway the album in question that i listened to tonight for basically the first time was pretty much knocked out can't wait to have a good listen to this with headphones and really really good weed maybe a beer well maybe after like four beers sometime and by myself not that that's (laughs) likely to happen anytime soon but it's Temple of the Dog's album, dude. It's called Temple of the Dog. Grunge rock supergroup that had, uh, I think the band is predominantly Pearl Jam, maybe Soundgarden's drummer, but like it has a triple vocal attack of Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, and Liam Staley, I want to say. Fuck, I'm not too sure. I haven't like delved back into the, the history of this album or anything, but damn, it just got my dick hard a little bit because it was like, I've been I've been cooked up in a world of fucking sort of pseudo death metal for a while now. Discovered that it had a sort of a taste for one death metal band a couple of years back, and I was sort of just chasing that high for a while. But like, haven't really found so much to love over there. There are things that are interesting in the extreme metal world, but like, the reason that this album got my dick so hard, it was just like it's just good to hear bendy fucking wah driven solo that fucking serves the song you know like being impressive and musical is impressive and musical but like this was a different sort of fucking vibe this was more primal i want to say if that's not too fucking pretentious or out there like it just it, yeah it affected me in a more primal way so fucking think about that statement whatever you want like uh, if you're not sold on hearing Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell duets and like on the lead single or the main song from it, Hunger Strike, um, as far as I'm concerned, Cornell schools everybody else in how to sing on it. Cornell is uh, just one of the most singular vocal talents ever and to have lost him is just like, that was one that really, really, really fucking stung me. I'm so delighted that I got to see him three times I want to say caught the end of his solo set before the Prodigy at download one time just as he was cracking into uh, Black Hole Sun but he was also on the tour of the album that Timberland produced so it was some relatively bad songs and then the first time I saw Soundgarden at download I swear to god it rained all weekend and look up the video if you don't believe me I swear to god it rained absolutely all weekend 2011 and when Soundgarden played the main stage and hit the first chorus of Black Hole Sun the sun came out and then for the rest of Soundgarden set and for Black Sabbath, first time I've seen Sabbath with Aussie, 
the sun was out like for the first time all weekend come the fuck on that's a fucking top 10 fucking moment right there and then the last time i saw soundgarden was in the three arena in dublin and i am not sure if i have ever been drunker that is a god's honest truth you asked my friend for afraid about that she was not with me but she knows so listen i told you that the plan was there was no plan and i've even managed to pull a couple of fucking music recommendations or whatever the fuck i've been on about for the last 10 minutes here out of my arse I am going to fucking hit this fucking joint. Just it was it was new weed day there during the week, and um, not that I went off the weed this week, but uh, I haven't taken into the new stuff until tonight. So um, I'm going to come back in here absolutely fucked up. There is no doubt about it. There is no telling if this is going to be good or not. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's just there's so many of these, and a half of them have no notes for context or anything, so I can't even remember why half of them are fucking in here. So we're just gonna have to go wallop or watching all over again. Um, but sure, at the end of the day, like we could literally just go to Conor McGregor's Instagram, find what maybe we'll do some live fucking wallop or fighting here tonight. I don't know. Don't quote me on that because there's absolutely every chance that I'm gonna have forgotten by the time I come back. All right, go fuck yourselves. So right before we get to the best segment in podcasting, Walloper Watch, it is time for the newest segment on the show, Is Prince Philip Dead Yet? And to be honest, I really, really, really don't know this week. So uh, I am typing it in here just to check, is Prince Philip still alive? I've literally just written, is Prince. So let's go. <clears throat> Let's go to the board. Is Prince Philip dead yet? Oh, luckily Prince Philip is alive and well, it says here. Unluckily, let me tell you. But fear not. Fear fucking not. Is Prince Philip dead yet, fans? Because although Prince Philip may not be dead yet, do you know who is dead and more importantly has been dead since this day 2013? Ladies and gentlemen, big hand for Margaret Thatcher being dead. Fucking fantastic. Fantastic to be reminded of that there today. Just great, you know, and it's fucking Jesus. But we're so close to doing the treble, boys. Fucking didn't we get Paisley and Thatcher in the same year? In the same year? That's unheard of. Ireland hasn't seen days like that since the Celtic Tiger. This is fucking the Celtic Leopard. Uh, so there we go. Everybody, um, we saw the report on Big Phil, but, uh, you know, People, you know, anybody that tells you or tells me or tells you to tell me or any way gets the word to me like, that says like this, this segment is going to get dated fast. I'm like, you shut your fucking mouth. This segment is going to have its one glorious day in the sun and then we'll move on to Andrew. So it's all good with me. Don't even fucking worry about it. You let Big D produce the show. Anyway, without any more fucking around with these royal fuckers. Actually, no, there's no promises that they're not going to come up again, to be honest. It's Walloper Watch. They live in your community. Get the fuck out. They comment on your posts. <sighs> Their parents feel them. Fucking disgraceful. They are... Wallopers. 
Alright everybody, you are so welcome to Walloper Watch, the best segment in podcasting. Um, if you have never been Walloper watching before, let me tell you, it's not really like bird watching or anything like it. It is where we just try and reckon with the sheer fucking idiocy that is out there on the internet. And we're not dealing with haters, okay? We're not dealing with outright hate, like, you know, we're not going on to alt-right message boards, like, you know... We're not trying to shoot fish in barrels here, okay? It's Walloping is something a little bit more insidious than hating. The belief that you're helping, but you're literally contributing nothing. You, It would take less effort to not write these comments and put them out there and announce yourself a balloon. Like, and I just don't get it. Like, do people not have anxiety? Like, do you not have comments typed out that you're like, that's fucking genius? And they're like, oh, wait, maybe it's not. And then five minutes later, you're deleting it and going, what the fuck even, what even just happened here? So, uh, it's the people without that, that just post, that just hit send, like, it's, look, we're going to get into it, okay? It's just that, for whatever reason, I'm not really sure now why, but one of the notes that I have here is, uh, people love fucking yapping. And, like, I really, really, really can't argue with myself, but I just wish I had provided myself with some context as to what was going on in my own head that day, because undoubtedly something, like, something singular uh, set that off, like, you know, it's not like I just came to a general realisation, I must have just seen some one balloon. Anyway, look, we're going to get into it, like... I kind of feel bad about this first one, okay? I kind of feel bad. If anyone ever comes asking me about this one, I'm just going to say that this entire podcast was an experiment in social anthropology and get out like so. uh, This is a lady whose Twitter bio I found to just be hilarious, right? Like I just do find it hilarious that people try and boil themselves down to like less than 50 words and some of the things to come up with. Like who refers to themselves as a gamer? Like it's like fucking they forgot a way in there if you ask me you know what i'm saying so anyway this is what this one lady has uh has reduced herself down to to present to the world <clears throat> no offense if you ever hear this lady but like your bio is shite northern bc beef farm raised cpa single mom domestic violence survivor politically obsessed chronically ill crones like God damn, you've had a hard life. Like, there's absolutely no doubt about it. Sorry, I'm choking back laughter here. I'm trying not to laugh. It's not because she used to get bothered, and it's not because she has Crohn's, and it's not, I think, CPA is another disability. Like, all these things by themselves are very, very, very serious. Like, but, like, it just seems like that is a bad existence. No offense. And I'm just questioning, is it Instagram account really what you need? Also, the account was private, so what the fuck was she hiding? Single mom, all pictures of her kids, absolutely fucking no doubt. Like, shut the fuck up, Maz, okay? We just need to get something like my book, where it's just go baby picture, absolutely fucking mental. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, right, yep. That's, that's why we can't have that. Oh, fucking hell. So there you go, because of fucking pedos, all Ma's pictures just go up on Facebook. Does that logic track? Because if they had them all just in one place, all the pedos could just go there. 
boys, the weed in Canada is no joke. Like, I'm just, I'm not even fucking lying to anyone. It's so sneaky. Like, how long have I been talking? How long have we come back in here? So, seven and a half minutes, and I am 13 times as stoned within the last 30 seconds as I was when I came in here. I'll try and find out what the fucking names of these strains are, because they are wild, blended up together. Um... Okay, so, uh, yeah, that lady, Walloper, and, uh, this next one I actually kind of feel bad about as well. I think this next one I was just reading through so expectantly, because I was like, this is gonna be walloping. Like, this is, you know, I could sense it. But then, I don't know, I think it's like dead on, and so I'm not really sure who's a walloper here. Um, we'll just have to work it out as we go through this. This morning, the man who ran our local shop died suddenly. He chased a shoplifter and his heart gave out. He was an utter gentleman, a ray of light through all this shit, and like a summer Santa to our kids, I'm a little heartbroken. Life is fragile, or IP, and then his name, which I won't give out. But I guess what it is, is that some wee lad runs down to the corner shop, lifts a can of coke and two iron brew bars. No, two down bars. No, two whams. I don't know. Anyway... I'm just I'm just throwing out references here. It doesn't matter. Um, and he kills someone. Like so, will the kid get done a manslaughter charges there? I tell you what, man, walloping. That's what he's fucking guilty of. Jesus, wept. Imagine that there, shoplifting so hard, somebody dies. <laughs> oh, give me fucking strength. Okay, so it's a meme, right? Yeah, so that young fella, Walloper. Uh, so it's a meme, and uh, the meme is a picture of like a Lego box where it says 4 to 99, and then it's got Prince Philip's uh, age in another box, and it says, the caption is, Guys, it's the last year Prince Philip can play with Lego. Okay, so that's what we're working with. Pretty civilized stuff, like that's not really like fucking too hardcore <laughs> like i check and see is he dead regularly like that is more entertaining so the comment then from like i definitely won't name this account because i would never want to give somebody this but with this bad of potter fucking publicity but i think it's like a relatively popular meme account so the comment underneath this says think he'd rather his leg over lizzie defo ain't putting out anymore so like number one that's that's not funny right it's just like that's like what are you doing bro and it's like don't fucking worry Donna I'll go that far I'm absolutely certain that the hundreds of thousands of his of fucking children that his family is involved in human trafficking still put out as you so charmingly put it so you know you're a fucking walloper Okay, so do you know who else is a walloper? Absolutely anybody even remotely involved in the slightest with Vanity Fair magazine. Okay, so they came up, two stories in a row came up on my Google News and I instantly was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh my God, Like I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe these two goons were on my fucking website, fucking back to back. So I locked on them and I was like, what's going on here? Then I noticed that it came from the same place. So I got a screenshot because I'm always looking out for the fucking walloper watching like this. This is my fucking civic duty. I understand that now. And then I was obviously straight. I got the screenshot. Okay. So screen dump. And then seconds later, I have vanity for completely blocked out of my life. I'm muted on Twitter. The whole fucking nine yards. Like I might have even gone overboard this time to be honest. Fucking 
bored him on fucking Venmo in case they ever tried to send me any cash. So here's the two headlines, right? Fucking hell. And you just have to imagine the accompanying pictures are pretty fucking rough, as is. Hannah Gadsby on the comfort cocoon she calls her clothes. Second one. Princess Beatrice shows a new angle of her palace home in a World Book Day video. So this fucking cunt fucking shows off her palace house for World Book Day. What the fuck does your house have to do with books, you fucking arsehole? Probably someday there will be a book written about how many fucking kids get touched up in it. But until then, I don't know. And Hannah Gatsby, get out of my fucking sight, you fucking dingbat. Ugh. Have you ever heard Hannah Gatsby's comedy, right? Well, don't fucking come at me about this. If not, listen to her comedy and then you'll understand where I'm coming from. As much as she is woke or whatever else, like, her comedy is offensive to me. Like, on a level, I am not sure she understands exists. Who is the real villain here? The lad with fucking 10 listeners in his bedroom or the international fucking disgrace Hannah Gadsby? Well, we know the vanity fur of the wallopers here, but like the picture of fucking Princess Beatrice too. Put your fucking teeth away. Jesus Christ. Probably not capable of doing that though, of course, because English and you know, and her wearing a fucking pimp hat from the 70s. Like, why the fuck would anybody want to see her house at all? Like, I just can't fathom it. Who are these articles for? Who are these people? They need to be burned out of their houses. Lads in balaclavas need to arrive at their door and say, you have 24 hours to leave the community. The way things used to be done, like, Jesus wept. So the neck, yeah, wallopers all around there, obviously. And then, uh, fuck sick. So, so I try to avoid Facebook as much as possible, but like I'm unemployed, so. Sometimes the fucking demon gets into me. And uh, especially if people are like, oh, I tagged you in something, go look at it. So my girlfriend tagged me in this thing the other day, completely harmless, pure fucking stupid. Like it was uh, all the months of the year and it was like your birth month is what you're bad at. And hers was working and mine was singing. So I was like, ha, that's fucking, you know, like that's that's the level of enjoyment you should get from it. And you get on with your day. <laughs> like, But obviously you give the <laughs> double over laughing face. But like... We all know what real life is like here, so... But I couldn't help having a bit of a look at the other comments, and I'm starting to notice uh, a very Facebook-specific brand of fucking... um, Very Facebook-specific brand of walloping, which I just haven't really noticed anywhere else yet. But it's just, like, middle-aged people writing back the memes. Like, not tagging anyone or anything, but just being, like... That's so me. <laughs> but anyway, like, that's like the simplest version of it, but we will get into it here and see what we've got. So, like, I thought that this was giving it way, way, way too much, and this isn't even that much, to be honest, right? So one guy writes back to this meme. One guy writes back to this meme, right? That's a mad sentence in itself, like. So true. I'm a dreadful singer. Exclamation mark. If you want to clear a room, ask me to sing something. Well... I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure this meme is trying to clear any room or has any friends that will be in a room, so I don't think we all need to worry about it. So the next one... (laughs) The next one's so fucking great. Wrong. I'm a bloody good cook. The fam are still alive and my cooking has never made them sick. (laughs) 
Just like move your goalposts, bro. Not fucking getting people sick doesn't make you a good cook. Like, I would hate to go to that con's house for dinner. Absolutely hate to. Um, because he is a walloper and a, oh, fuck me. This, this last lady might get a pass because I think she meant to tag people. However, she did not. So I think that that puts her right into play for Walloper Watch. And her comment underneath that meme was, Glad Brent is driving you tomorrow then. Laughing face, New Line, kissing face. New Line, think it got us all wrong. New Line, Lisa is a great cook. New Line, Kim has gold medals for dancing. Dancing flamenco lady emoji. New Line, and I don't think I'm lazy. Hort, hort. Like, come on, do better. Like, fucking teach your parents how to use Facebook wallopers all around. What I think is kind of walloping this week as well is the new UFC kits, which look like the look <laughs> more or less exactly like the old ones. Uh, I would say a smidgen cooler, not like, but I just like no, they're a bit fucking shite. And then the fucking I don't know, there's something about Aljamain Sterling standing here. Young black guy, and obviously the whole thing feels photoshopped together as well because he's in two different photos in exactly the same pose but in different outfits. I'm just noticing, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like somebody at fucking uh, somebody at fucking UFC or ESPN, like they're just they're walloping by trying to get that over on us, you know? They think we're wallopers, but we're not. So I don't know. Um, and then maybe, or maybe the point was to read out this tweet that Jack Slack sent along with it, but why the fuck would this be down in my Walloper Watch section of the notes? Because this isn't really crack, this is, anyway, maybe it is crack, it's Jack Slack, hang on. Fighters, please, talk to your mates at the gym, form a sorting UFC Players Association, and get yourself a less insulting cut of the revenue for looking like dorky Power Ranger billboard bitches. <laughs> there we go, that's what it was. Oh, Jack Slack, you fucking legend. Yeah, because, like, called out, they do look like fucking gimps, and, uh, they need to form a union, so, uh, fair fucking point, wallopers, anybody that got involved in that, wallopers. Uh, right, so, here is a tweet from McDonald's Canada, and far be it for me to attack McDonald's, like, publicly for the second time on this podcast but this just fucking gets my goat like it you know what grinds my gears and also yes i am willing to acknowledge that with walloper watch i have basically created for myself my own version of peter griffin's you know what grinds my gears so yes i get it send me that gif if you want so it's just like mcdonald's are advertising a new burger it's a barbecue quarter pounder it has bacon on it right that's that's it the text just fucking bothered the tits off me. Where do you hear this? So this is from an ad on Twitter. A Western twist on a classic with 100% Canadian beef, smoky barbecue sauce, and whoa, bacon? Exclamation mark. It's like, oh my God, McDonald's, what? Really? Whoa? 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 Like, are you fucking kidding me? Whoa? Putting bacon on a burger? Did, did we just blow everybody's fucking minds? It's like, no. Also, if you eat fucking... but If you like the burgers from McDonald's, you should be fucking killed. So, that's just that, you know? Walloping. Absolutely fucking shocking. Ew, disgusting. So, uh, <laughs> I saw this. This was posted, I think, in... Uh, shit, what's that group called on Facebook? 
there's a group for, oh, is it called Recipes for Disaster? And it's just like disgusting foods that people have cooked and posted publicly, like, because that's, that's walloping, like, putting up fucking beans on toast and being like, chef gourmet or like writing some fancy french bollocks <laughs> like, which i was not able to even think up there at all um but anyway yeah so this post it was a fucking like it was obviously real at some point because somebody took a photo of it like there's literally a picture of it happening so um the point being that uh this group it was like a uh, jellied vegetable easter eggs for those who don't like chocolate so like sitting in like six egg cups in the photo are these perfectly shaped fucking eggs full of vegetables and like any space that's not vegetables is jelly so they're completely smooth and it's absolutely bouncing looking everyone involved should fucking kill themselves there should be mass suicide they should literally be made to sign up to a cult just so we get fucking rid of them and it, oh, it turns my stomach and get that shit away actually that was fucking that was a fucking lot wallopers absolutely the shrimp in the cinnamon toast crunch did you fucking read this now, I don't have any more notes on this than that right now but it's gonna come up pretty fucking sharpish shrimp cinnamon toast crunch okay the cinnamon toast crunch shrimp fiasco explained March 25th okay is that recent enough okay there's one from the 30th let's go with that one this is probably like an alt right website <laughs> from my laziness okay so long story fucking short hey, the dude found fucking shrimps in his breakfast cereal and then the fucking company tried to gaslight him over it and said that he fucking uh, said that it was sugars that settled in different ways and all but uh, like then people were jumping on and saying fucking gaslighting and all this kind of shit actually what the fuck this whole fucking this whole story is fucking crazy okay you know what fucking I'm not getting into it I don't have time to fucking read a whole fucking news story here <clears throat> Whatever, look that up for yourselves, because it is fucking bananas, crack. The boy was like, there's basically shrimps hanging off the back of his cinnamon toast crunch, which are like the little square cereals that they have over here in fucking North America. Then they were like, no, no, that's sugar, that's how sugar lies and all. And then he was like, no, like, it's not sugar. Like, and like, seafood can be a really, really serious allergy. Like, I'm, I'm doing you a favor here. Like, do you want to test this and see what's up? Like, and then they were made half-assed overtures about getting it and all off him. So he was like, right, after a while, he was like, fuck it. Uh, I'll get it independently tested so I don't know if the test results have come back yet um, as I say I did not bother getting into it there um, we've got more walloping to fucking sort out here next and uh, it's hard to try it's fucking getting harder and harder to keep Palatex Palatex out of fucking um, out of walloper watch but I just thought I'd fucking call the first minister in Northern Ireland a fucking walloper and an ugly cunt while I'm at it and for this statement the other night she said the violence that on Wednesday night was vandalism and attempted murder and do not represent unionism or loyalism it only serves to take the focus off the real lawbreakers in Sinn Féin and it's just like well, can you ever make a point without equivocating like like just in general can you ever just make a point without equivocating like not saying you know even in cross sectarian lines just like that's just how business gets done in Northern Ireland and I don't know about anybody else, but like, it's, I, like, thank fuck I don't live there anymore, but like, if I did, I'd just be fucking sick of it. And then, oh yeah, nice one there tonight, like, as soon as the Catholics start rioting, the fucking water cannons and the plastic bullets are out, so, fuck sake, like, are we really fucking doing this again, lads, or are we fucking really? So, Wallopers absolutely all around there. It's funny though, when I was talking about Granda on uh, Sunday there, and I was like, uh, 
Oh, it's funny, like, we were talking about the one wee lad that, oh, well, the complete walloper that fucking set himself on fire running into the path of where his mate was already throwing a petrol bomb. Holy fuck, that is some video. It takes him so long to put him out to. Like, you think if you're going to be prepared to throw petrol bombs, you would, like, have an old practice to stop dropping roll in your spare time. Like, I don't know. Just fucking bananas. And then, oh, I was reading a good quote about it today, actually. Uh... Some fucking wee lad saw a journalist with his fucking uh, notepad out. And he's like, You should only come down here when we start making trouble. <laughs> it's just like, the, the, <laughs> you shouldn't want them to come down there. <laughs> like, um, you know, and uh, what he's want to, he's, you know, unionism's all up in arms at the minute about a whole bunch of fucking loyalist paramilitaries being fucking caught on drug trafficking charges. So it's like, well, make your fucking mind up. Do you want the cops coming down here or not? Um, I don't know, it's just a sticky situation. I shouldn't have bought getting into it, but like, it does seems to be going a bad, bad way, and it's just like, uh, I, like I don't know, but like, if I was a unionist, I'd just be like, right, well, our politicians sold us out, and I've got to go, and I don't know what your alternative is, pal, I really, really don't, because obviously, if uh, the shoe was on the off foot, and we had to fucking absolutely stop supporting Sinn Féin, uh, someday, like, I don't know where the fuck you would throw the support. I really don't. Cherry Carroll, <laughs> start a communist party. Sister! Yasta. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, wallopers all over the place back home. Just mental. Watch yourselves. Thinking about this. And then moving on, so in the subreddit for Vancouver, uh, some cunt asked, uh, Can anyone point me to someone or somewhere that offers sword sharpening? I found a bunch of places that do knives, but I have a few double-edged swords I want to do some cutting with, and no one seems to be able to do it. Thanks, exclamation mark. You fucking walloper, don't you dare get fucking two swords sharpened. That's exactly all we need here. Like, America's got mass shootings, and we'd have fucking mass duels. That's all I fucking need, like, to be walking through fucking Trout Lake Park someday, and somebody's there fucking giving it the full black knight. No, thank you, walloper. Okay, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, great group on Facebook as well. The audacity of this caucasity has reached mass maximum capacity and it's just white people letting themselves down. Like, white people simply have to be stopped. Even I am prepared to admit that. Like, ugh. So, this is just like, i also seen the same thing recently on Instagram, right? But, I guess, slightly less disgusting. Um, so, the recipes are four. So, it's, yeah, two fucking southern white ladies making, you know, down-home southern cooking, y'all. But what it is, is this lady is making popcorn salad, right? It's like a bag of like popped corn, popcorn, like, which is like unflavored. Or maybe it is salted. I don't know. I didn't watch in too much detail. Because she puts it in with a load of chopped up and julienne raw vegetables and a mayo dressing. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, who the fuck's wanting to put a mayo dressing on the fucking nice crunchy popcorn? Like... Are you fucking bananas? And then the same version on Instagram that I saw during the week was done with just like cold fucking corn kernels. And it's like, ew, I've never, uh, just like disgusting. Like, what the fuck? That's nobody's idea cooking. Like, that is absolutely fucking gross. This is why white people food has a bad fucking reputation. Wallopers, moving on. I asked uh, on the subreddit today, I started a thread on the Wire subreddit about what the most satisfying moment in the show was. So I was sort of thinking like, for my money, um, major spoiler alert, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. Uh, three, two, one. When Bubbles gets Herc sacked. <laughs> Fuck Herc's a fucking prick. Um, so I asked on the Wire subreddit then today, um, what is the most satisfying moment in the show? I put up three or four examples of what I thought they were. 
and then you know the thing took off there's like 30 comments on it now and there's some fucking really really good ones called out there as well but um one guy wrote when one character in season four sees a sponsor after a suicide attempt so i'm not naming names there because i don't want to give two major spoilers there for season four but uh, <laughs> um it's just like that's your most satisfying moment of the show. I think his comment also said, it makes me cry every time. It's like, well, you didn't fucking read the question then, did you, you fucking gimp? You <laughs> fucking me. Most satisfying moment is when fucking men are crying on screen. In the wire. Come on. It's like, most depressing moment. Up there. Learn what fucking satisfying means. Or, seek help. Seek very real mental help. Um... Yeah, then last but not fucking least for this week, lads, I don't know what it is, but I've just seen two of the, literally the worst fucking facts about Star Wars I've ever heard in my life in the last, like, like they might have both been within the last, like, hour before I started recording this. Um, so, like, on Instagram Explorer, like, I'm going to have to get in there and do a whole bunch of not interested again because, like, the algorithm be fucking with me. Uh, so earlier on there was one and it was, like, Legends 52 fact number whatever picture of Luke. And it goes, Luke Skywalker could not swim. And then there was a whole second panel with a write-up on how. And I was just like, is that really what it's come to? There's more interesting stuff in Star Wars than that. And also, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's like saying Lisa Ann has nice tits. Yes, but there's so much else that you could say about her that she does that is notable. I think that's a good analogy. I don't know. It might not work at all. I don't know. Also, I have absolutely no idea why Lisa Allen was the first porn star that came to mind. That's a fucking blast from the past. I guess it's just a universal one that everybody knows. Um, did she have a podcast on Gas Digital for a while? Anybody with Gas Digital su- subscription, lend me your fucking password to we hear what fucking Lisa Allen was up to. So anyway, Luke Skywalker can't swim. And then there's this here, right? How Darth Vader's suit altered his physicality. Darth Vader's suit made him 5 inches taller, going from 6'2 to 6'7, and made him significantly heavier, bringing him from 189 pounds to 299. Right, so not only did some cunt write that somewhere in a book, right, but then some odd cunt came along and made it into a fucking meme, like, on Instagram. Was come along, put a little picture, and the picture's actually really cool, I'll give him that there, the picture is really cool, and then he's got fucking, so... But I'm just like, who cares about Darth Vader's weight? Like, you're just... It's like going to see System of Down because you like their fashion sense like that you know like uh, the analogies are not coming well to me tonight might be on the fucking down sweep of that fucking first lift off from that fucking weed tonight good lord like do people really care about that come the fuck on everyone that was even remotely involved in that and i didn't even but i should have probably got into the fucking comments on that maybe that's what we'll fucking go and do Alright, you know what, I'm not going to be able to find that fucking post again, so we'll move on and we'll do, we'll crack on and we'll just finish up strong here tonight with uh, something from, we'll do a live walloper watching here from, so we'll go to McGregor's page, let's see, here's a picture of him looking like a total dickhead, standing in a fucking shoe shop somewhere, green jumper, captions, keep your head high at all times, okay, let's see, so top comment under it. Top two comments under it both say always. Fuck's sake. Amen. Goat <laughs> goat emoji. See, I don't want to read out people's marketing messages either, but that's walloping when you do that. So here's some lady from America, <clears throat> I think. McGregor will be the £155 champion at the end of the year. <laughs> Fair play to her. Connor is more American than Joe Biden. What the fuck? Oh, good lord. You dropped this king. Crown emoji. Fucking hell, kill yourself. (laughs) 
A lot of Russian comments here. I'm not going to lie to you. A fan page called Connor. I'm not reading that name out. But they've written King Irlande. So it's like, you don't speak English. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing in and of itself. I'm just saying if you're going to be a Conor McGregor fan page. Maybe a cracking start. <laughs> Khabib is the king. That's the boy. Oh, good lord. Exquisite fit, my good man. Ugh. That's fucking gross. Get a hold of yourself, man. Fuck me sideways. McGregor wallop and hook is fucking nowhere tonight. Um, it was usually fucking way worse than that. But listen, I fucking probably kept us long enough here tonight. We'll be back next week with more fucking, uh, more shit talk. More is Prince Philip dead yet? More Walloper watching and uh, Christ knows what the theme is going to be next week. I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like I've been threatening to do an episode of my favorite books for a while now, and uh, probably should have done that <laughs> before uh, before summer, like while people were still inside. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's always a bunch of fucking stupid ideas for fucking episodes looking to be produced, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, fucking fuck off then. Smell is later. Peace, love, hunkadali.